a Winter Olympics without real snow. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. On January 15th, the volcano called Hunga Tonga, Hunga Hapai, erupted near the island nation of Tonga in the South Pacific, leaving three dead and about two to four inches of ash that has contaminated drinking water and devastated ecosystems. The eruption generated a 50-foot tsunami that struck the archipelago and also sent huge waves as far away as Peru, where it caused an oil spill at a refinery that harmed animal and plant life over thousands of square miles in the ocean and along the shoreline. In the South Pacific, there may be long-lasting damage to coral reefs, coastlines and fisheries, Shane Cronin of the University of Auckland told Reuters that there is likely to be acid rain around Tonga for a while, affecting crops like taro, corn, bananas, and vegetables. In the seas, murky and ash-filled water has probably depleted food for fish and wiped out spawning beds. Even before the eruption, coral reefs in the area had been weakened by bleaching and stronger cyclones caused by climate change. More iron from the ash in the water can increase algae and sponges that harm the reefs. Rising seas were already threatening Tonga's islands at twice the global average, and now natural coastal buffers are likely severely damaged. Earth has had a stable environment since the dawn of human civilization, but now a new study warns that we're dumping more chemical and plastic pollution than the planet can support. More than a decade ago, researchers defined nine limits that if exceeded threaten humanity. They include climate change, the ozone layer, freshwater, and biodiversity. The new report quantifies how one boundary, manufactured chemicals, has potentially irreversible effects on living safely on Earth. Of particular concern are plastics, pesticides, antibiotics, and industrial chemicals. The scientists say that the total mass of plastics on the planet is more than twice that of all living mammals, with about 80% of all plastics ever produced remaining in the environment. There are an estimated 350,000 different types of manufactured chemicals on the global market, largely with unknown effects, and the rate at which they are appearing far exceeds the capacity of governments to assess their risks, much less monitor and control them. The study says a cap on production is needed, as is more regulation. When the Winter Olympics begin in China next month, one key ingredient will be missing, natural snow. It will be the first games to rely completely on artificial flakes. Since November, snow cannons have been covering not only race courses, but also surrounding brown hillsides to create an alpine-looking backdrop. The site, about 100 miles from Beijing, typically only receives around 7 to 9 inches of snow per year. The region is one of the most water-scarce parts of the country and relies on groundwater and resources piped in from wetter areas. Snowmaking for the games will require as much as 2 million cubic meters of water, according to Carmen de Jong at the University of Strasbourg. And because the region is so dry, a significant amount of it is lost to evaporation and strong winds. So engineers first pump water into the dry soil to freeze the ground before adding the snow. The process also requires huge amounts of energy, which China says is being provided by newly installed wind turbines 
but De Jong is calling Beijing the least sustainable games of all time. Even the International Olympic Committee flagged the issue when considering Beijing's bid to host the games, saying the country had underestimated the amount of water needed for snowmaking and overestimated its ability to recycle it. Beijing is not the first to rely on artificial snow. Fake stuff topped off slopes in Lake Placid, New York in 1980 and has been part of the mix ever since. 80% of the snow was man-made for the 2014 Games in Sochi, and it rose to 90% for the 2018 Olympics in South Korea. Climate change is a key driver behind shrinking amounts of natural snow. A new report says that of the 21 cities that have previously held the Winter Olympics, only one will have conditions suitable to host the Games by the end of the century. Finally, we're well into January, and if you made a resolution to eat better for the planet, new research will give you an extra incentive to stick with it. A study led by scientists at Leiden University calculated that if high-income countries moved away from animal products, it would produce a double dividend. Less land would be needed to grow food, and vast acreage could revert to its natural state where plants and trees would take up carbon from the atmosphere. The researchers found that a switch to a plant-based diet that allows for a small proportion of meat and dairy would pull almost 100 billion tons of CO2 out of the atmosphere by the end of the century and would also have major benefits for water quality, biodiversity, and clean air. Rewilding large tracts of land would give more people access to nature and numerous studies have shown significant physical and mental health benefits of spending time outdoors. That's it for This Week in Water. Support comes from Right Water Engineers, providing water resource engineering in Colorado and beyond for more than 60 years. Projects, services, and resumes are online at rightwater.com.